Welcome back to Two Pastors and a Mic. My name is Corey. And I'm Shanik. And we're glad that you joined us wherever you are. We say it every single week, but if you haven't already, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate all of you who have already taken the time to do that. Or leave a review on your socials by sharing our podcast. We appreciate all the love and support. Yeah, and speaking of sharing this podcast, you can also uh, text this podcast to a friend. We would love for you to do that. Do it. And begin to have conversation around... Uh, the conversations that we're having. Yeah. So we actually have a fun podcast today. We're going to be talking about something you may have never heard the phrase before, but maybe you're familiar with it. Right. And because it's going to be a fun episode, we've got a fun question of the week. All right. It's, I have not heard this question. You haven't heard this by on purpose. It's kind of a new, more viral question, you know, like several months ago or several months ago, it was, uh, are there more doors or wheels? wheels? The question is, are there more legs or eyes? Are there more legs or eyes? Um, are we talking about all things, animals, everything? Or are we talking about humans? Because there's two and two, right? Legs or eyes? Legs or eyes. Um, Obviously, it's not just okay. talking about humans. Yeah. So animal, are, are there any other, can you give me a little help with this? <laughs> are there any other like construct beside animals or people? I mean, there's Can a other lot. things have eyes? Like, are like binoculars considered like a second set of eyes? You're that is the a pair of glasses thing you've ever said. I mean, listen, a pair of glasses. No, those aren't been given eyes. the name nickname for us. Right? Okay, those aren't literal <laughs> eyes. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with eyes just because I the first picture that popped in my head was a fly, and I think there's like it. It's like two eyes, but they flies like, don't they have like four legs? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if it's too. <laughs> I, well, I was thinking I'm going to go the opposite of what most people probably predict, and that being Flies legs. Have six legs. Six legs. But I feel like they have more than two, <laughs> two eyes, or maybe just their eyeballs, like shaped weird, where they can see like a hundred different Did directions. You just, uh, they're Does not that spiders. Does that Flies like only 100? have two eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my But spiders gosh. have eight. Oh, no, eight legs. They also have eight eyes, right? Are you kidding me? Okay, I changed my answer back. I'm going with legs, final answer. You're going with legs? What about all the fish in the ocean? Uh, most of them have, oh, fish, two eyes, no legs. <laughs> oh, my you God. Were you just about to say <laughs> that most of them have legs? <laughs> no, I, I was thinking octopus at the time. But would tentacles be considered legs? Even if they are, the um, plethora of fish in the ocean Oh my they gosh! Only I have didn't eyes. Think about that. I know that's why I didn't want. I uh, wanted you to be put on so the spot. I was, so this is a debate right now, or yeah. when that gets thrown in, is the debate finished? No, because think about centipedes, who have a hundred legs. Okay, it's it's debatable. Yeah, but my original was eyes, and now that you brought up the fish topic, I'm going to go back. <laughs> <laughs> to eyes, final You know answer. what's so funny? I just saw this on a TikTok, <laughs> and literally, you weren't aware of what I was doing. Nothing. The conversation literally just happened exactly how it just happened with you and I. Okay, yeah. The guy First went back and it. forth, thought about fish, was like, wait a second, <laughs> thought about insects, wait a second, no, went I'm back gonna, and forth. I'm going to stick with eyes. You're going to stick with eyes? Dude, I, I think it's fish, legs for sure. Think about like, okay, this is a weird one, tadpoles. Yeah. Two eyes, no legs, but then they become frogs and four then legs. have two eyes and four, four legs. But yeah, what but do you count them as? Tadpoles at the time, no dude, legs? You're not thinking about the plethora of insects, though, that have 
so many legs. Yeah, but fish in the sea, little bitty minnows by the, we can't even quantify the number. <laughs> I was going to say like trillions or something, but we it's can't a, even quantify the number. It's a good I, debate. I'm sticking with us. Who knows? I'm going to stick what, with what's legs the first just thing to be you said? opposite of you. What's the first thing you said though? The first thing I said was legs. Legs, okay. But then when he said the fish, I was like, oh, it's obviously eyes. But then when they said the insects, it's yeah, like. I'm still sticking with eyes. How many centipedes? I mean, that, that's a hundred legs to two eyes. No, I get it. I just think there's a lot more fish in the sea than centipedes on land. Could be. <laughs> what are we talking about? Okay, <laughs> Let's get into the episode so, today. We, we told everybody this is going to be a fun it's episode. It's going to be a fun episode. Yep. So we're going to teach you a term. It's called Bader Minoff. Bader Meinhof. B-A-A-D-E-R-M-E-I-N-H-O-F. It's actually a German word. Actually, it's the name of a German terrorist group. Right. But it's we'll give this, some context behind here's that. Here's what Bader Meinhof has. <laughs> I actually learned this phrase from Reggie. He's going to be so proud as he listens to this episode that we didn't need to text him to remind him or to remind us what the what term is. Right. I learned this probably eight years ago from him while I was purchasing my first car. Right. And Bader Meinhof is just this idea of the simple term is now that we have something or own something, we notice it, that right. it's Yeah, I think like common. the layman's term is like frequency bias. Frequency bias, right. yeah. It became titled frequency bias in 2006. It's this phenomenon um, or an effect where something you recently encountered, experienced, learned, or purchased suddenly starts showing up right. so, everywhere. So tell your story of the car and why Reggie chimed in. Oh my gosh, that's Bader Meinhof. So and we're like, wait, what? Yeah, Who? <laughs> I was looking for, well, I wasn't actually looking. I was just looking for a car, any car. He was specifically looking for the Lexus SUV because he had one and wanted to purchase another one because his old one was dying. Yeah, And it, all of a sudden we started noticing it all over Floyd's Knobs in New Albany of how many people drove this right. Lexus SUV. And so when I was looking at specific cars, I was like, oh, I want this car because no one really has it. And then once my mind became focused on it, I started seeing that specific car, even in that specific color, everywhere. Right. right. I think the same thing has happened to me and probably to most of our listeners with every car they purchase. Sure. Like, oh, this is pretty unique. No one else really has this type of car. Or if they do, they don't have this color. And then you notice it everywhere. Matter of fact, another name for this is the red car theory or something like that. Something like that. Um, and of course, this happened to me too with my Jeep. I got my um, Gladiator back in 2021. 20, uh, and I'm like, I don't really see these out very much. I've like, only seen it like in the one Floyd's Knobs area. You. Like, I maybe have seen one drive around, just rare though. Of course, I buy it. And within a month, I see 50, mm -hmm. just even in the New Albany Floyd Knobs area. I see your like, exact color, and I'm like, hey, <laughs> oh, it's not Shannon. <laughs> yeah, but you just are so much more aware of it now that you actually have purchased it, and you actually are focusing on it. You notice it everywhere. I'm going to tell an embarrassing story, and if you are offended by this, I'm sorry. My neighbor drives a big, like, candy red SUV, Yeah, and so I never see candy red SUVs. Well, in our neighborhood, like two weeks ago, this candy red SUV, uh, Suburban, was driving in the neighborhood. I assumed it to be my neighbor, in Josh. In your own neighborhood. In my own neighborhood. Yeah. So I flicked him off just as a joke, just as fun, probably inappropriate, shouldn't have done it. It wasn't him. It was somebody else in our neighborhood who has this candy red yeah. 
And so they saw me go home, and then they were like, wow, that guy's a jerk. <laughs> I was yeah. like, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> Man, yeah, what happened to that whole, like, love your neighbor thing that Jesus was probably telling that guy? I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, but there's so many examples of this, right? Like whenever we, we started examples, talking yeah. about this, uh the first thought that popped in my head was the Donna. The Donna. And for those of you who are Suits fan, you will know exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, is about. that your favorite show ever? Cuz um, right now that's my favorite show ever. It's still. always in the top 3. It, it might be I don't I don't know. I don't even ever want to claim something as my favorite all time number 1, but it's definitely top 3. I absolutely love, love it. it. Love the character. Spectre development the story the plot i mean all the way through every single season i just absolutely loved uh, season it. eight was a letdown i think yeah. one of I those just, later i just seasons, really liked it yeah it was just a great show if you haven't watched suits it's like 10 yeah. seasons it's great yeah so harvey specter has an assistant who ends up becoming like the paralegal and she rises to power to be one of the owners of this i don't want to give away Whoa, too much you already oh did gosh, give spoiler. away too much wow okay still watch the show anyways her name so she's is amazing Donna. and she's uh, fairly attractive, but she's got like bright, like red hair, like stand out red hair. And I remember when I was watching the show, like, man, this is attractive lady. She's got red hair and it's like, um, you know, just, I, I, I don't want to give away too much, but, um, she's a, she's a pretty amazing character on the show as well. But as I'm watching this show, I start noticing redheads everywhere. Like, and I've never really seen them before or paid attention. And then I'm like, well, not very many women out there have red hair like this. And then while I'm watching the show and really paying attention to it, I notice dozens upon dozens of women that have really beautiful, bright red hair. And it's like, oh my gosh, it's one of those things like they've always been there, but because of Bader Meinhof, I've now noticed them. Yep. And if Mel ever listens to this episode, which she doesn't, she might be dying her hair red. Yeah, she could. If you see Mel with red hair, you know, you know what why. it is. I, this just happened to me this past week because the number one phenomenon of Bader Meinhardt or the number one example is in regard to shopping, cars, clothes, everything. But we were at Burlington just the other day picking up our kids' uh, soccer cleats because that's like the cheapest place to get kids' soccer ple- cleats. Yeah. And now that you know about it, I'm not going to be able to find my own kids' soccer cleats. Yeah, we should have told me. I got a ton of soccer cleats I know, at the house. I, sh- I should have asked. Anyways, I'm there, and I noticed these Toon Squad from, you know, Space Jam yep. shorts, 11 bucks in this white mesh. And I'm like, oh, 11 bucks. I'm buying them. Julie was like, you're not buying those. I'm like, these are $11. These will just be my chill summer shorts. Bought them. Yeah. Bought them and you warm to the office first Warm to the them. office. Not just chill summer shorts. Right. <laughs> I bought them Monday, warm to the the office office on Tuesday. Tuesday. (laughs) On Wednesday night, one of our students showed up. The exact same shorts. Exact same shorts. I'm like, dude, where'd you get that? You get that at Burlington? He's like, no, Amazon. I'm like, oh, (laughs) dang it. (laughs) And then yesterday, I I noticed a guy wearing just white, the the same mesh shorts. I'm like, what in the world? I haven't seen this ever, or have I? And once I purchase it, now I'm seeing it, noticing it Yeah, The same thing happened to me with uh, tight rolled jeans. Um, kind of to bury myself a little bit, I bought these real nice pair of jeans like four years ago from Nordstrom. Paid quite a bit of money for them, and they were a size 36. And I, when I bought them, I realized, well, there's no link to them. And then I was told, because the store actually like professionally tailors the length, I'm like, I, I didn't know that. So I just bought them and brought them home. <laughs> and they're like way too long. They go down underneath my my heels a little bit. 
And so I started like four years ago, tight rolling my jeans. And of course, that was a thing back in the 80s, like that I did a lot and it was in style. And so tight roll my jeans four years ago, um, still tight roll a lot of them to this day. But I'm like, man, yeah, I'll just bring this back, man. No one's wearing tight rolled jeans anymore. That was an 80s thing. No one's doing it now, but I don't give a frick. I'm going to do it. And so I'm tight rolling my jeans and then I start noticing, wait, this must have came back because everybody's. All these guys are tight rolling their jeans, man. Yep. I'm not unique. Yep. <laughs> Bader Meinhop. Other other examples of Bader Meinhop are in investment opportunities. You did this in 2016. And I was like, oh, I can't wait to pull the trigger because Shanik now did it. And I was too scared. I never pulled the trigger. And now I'm noticing investment opportunities everywhere, everywhere. I look. Right. Also, business opportunities or new business ideas. You know, you're in the shower and you come up with that brilliant idea. This happened. When did you go to Florida? Was it, this, this like five or six years ago when you noticed this? When they were on the beach, what I'm about to tell you, you know what I'm about to tell you. Yeah, I do. Um, yeah, maybe four or five years four or five ago. Four or five years ago. I text Shanik this amazing business idea that I thought about in the shower. I thought it was unique, never seen it before. It's spray on sunscreen. Vending machines. Vending machines. So you never have to worry about packing your sunscreen when you go to the beach, anywhere. It's just a spray on, you know, take a dollar, right. you get you slide it in, 60 you get, seconds yeah. of spray, yourself spray on sunscreen. Dude, I told you this like months before. You sent me a picture of it in Florida. Yeah, it had already it already had been a thing, and it was everywhere. And now when we go, yeah, places, you see them all the way. Public the pools, beaches, they're everywhere. I know, and I'm like, that was and they my were probably idea. always there. They were probably you always just idea. never yeah. noticed it, and you thought you had that idea. And that's what's so crazy about this confirmation bias, this selective attention, is the brain knows what to process and what to ignore to make sense of our surroundings. Like, how crazy is that? And once an object or an idea or s something that we purchase catches our attention, our brain keeps an unconscious tab on it. And you think you aren't doing anything intentionally because you're not. But then all of a sudden, this effect takes place and you start noticing it all over the place. And so the reason why we were having fun a little bit of this is because obviously as two pastors, we notice this a lot play out within church culture, within belief systems, within denominations. Yeah. Bader Meinhof. Yeah, especially now that we've even grown and matured in what I'm going to say is new covenant understanding. And if you've been on this podcast with us from the beginning, uh, or even if you're just tuning in, hopefully um, from what you have listened to, you've grown, you've matured uh, in new covenant understanding as well. And then s what happens is, whenever you get this understanding or you see things now through the lens of purely the new covenant and there's not necessarily the mixture, there's not, and when I say mixture, I mean like old covenant law blended in with new covenant living because that's not what Jesus came to provide for us, just Judaism 2.0. Um, he came to provide just freedom in life um, where we're loving one another well. And now that we have this understanding there's a lot of things now that we can't I'm going to say unsee mm -hmm. or when um, whenever someone tries to preach some old covenant and try to apply it we immediately recognize it and now when we listen to sermons and look at or read podcast read podcast listen to podcast or read like blogs or whatever like man it's everywhere mm -hmm. like how much mixture there is out there and you, and can't, it's crazy. you can't help but notice it. And that's why it's been so hard for me specifically 
to listen to almost like mainstream popular Christian communicators is not, it's not because they're not good. It's just because you start to notice things that they say that you're like, man, they've never contemplated that thought process before. And one of the biggest pet peeves of mine is even this whole conversation of God's in control. And I know I kind of made reference to that in last week's podcast, just talking with my college roommates. It's something that we so, and maybe we need to do a whole podcast on this, but it's something that we so flippantly say because we've been taught this from an early age. Oh, God's just in control, or don't question that. God's just in control. Right. But if you critically think about that ideology, God is a monster if he's in control. Yeah. Because if God is in control, that he's in, in control of that psycho that went over into a supermarket and racially murdered a whole bunch of black people in Buffalo a couple weeks ago. Like God's in control of that. And so you can't have both ends of this conversation of is God in control or did God empower humanity to be in control? No, I, I'm 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 really blown away because when you actually do stop and think about that, there are so many sorry, I was going down so many rabbit trails in my mm-hmm. thought process of if we say just flat out, well, God's in control. And I, and I understand sometimes we say that when we don't understand mm-hmm. or when we can't explain um, what happened or why something happened. I don't know. Well, I mean, God's in control. And it's I, I get it because people say it, and I've even said it to try to bring relief, comfort to people. But at the same time, I didn't realize that I was also being detrimental to people seeing God in a positive light and God as a loving father, when I say he's in control, especially if it was something like what you just mentioned mm-hmm. or, you know, worst case scenario stuff like this young girl gets raped, which happens every day somewhere in mm-hmm. America. God's not in control of that. And if we yeah. say he's in control of all of it, yeah, that that is not right. And that's not how I want to paint my dad. Yeah. And there's so many different examples I could go. I don't, I don't want to get like super controversial right. and just start ripping that whole ideology. And, and I understand that people say that they're, they're well-meaning. They just haven't critically thought about that idea and how damaging that can be to someone who is critically thought, uh, thinking towards some of those ideas. And when you say that you're using it as like an encouragement, Oh, just trust, or God's got plans for this. And it's like, Although I do believe that God has a purpose for some things, I don't believe that God ordained some yeah, things. Yeah. You can find purpose in your hell. You can get perspective through some of the pain, but I don't think it's God initiating that. And I think that's really important to differentiate. Yeah, and what I love to say is, of course, and we can actually have scripture to back this up, not that God's in control, but God's always working for good. Mm-hmm. Not that what happened to you was good, not that he was in control of something that happened to you negatively or bad, Um but I know, um, I know our heavenly father wants good mm-hmm. for us. Yeah. And that's Romans eight twenty eight. in case yeah. the nerds yeah, so he's, want to. Yeah. So he's working, um, he's working for the good yeah. for sure. And I know this is also plays a part, not just in what is preached, but worship songs oh that gosh. are sung. Yeah. Worship. So for me, and I would say, um, if you ask probably the average person that follows Jesus who claims to be a Christian, what their favorite song is, or if we get specific, what their favorite hymn is, most people will probably say, the majority would say, well, it's Amazing Grace. Mm -hmm. And of course we love Amazing Grace. But if you actually stop for a minute, like the very first, like You're about to ruin the song for so many people. I am, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it anyway. It says, 
amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. And I like scream now when I hear people sing this, like, no, stop looking at yourself in a negative light. Stop calling yourself a wretch because you're not. And it's not something that Jesus or Father God would ever say about one of his children that Mm -hmm. they're a wretch. Mm -hmm. So if God doesn't see you that way, stop seeing yourself that way and don't let those words come out of your mouth. Like mm-hmm. saved a wretch like me. You can sing amazing grace. How sweet the sound. Amazing. Stop. Don't, mm-hmm. don't even sing another lyric because mm-hmm. you're not a wretch. I love that. And there's a lot of songs like this that again, you don't want to be so critical and nitpicky that it prevents you from worshiping or prevents you from, I don't even know yeah. what I'm saying, but yeah. And there's a lot of them that I can tell it's like old covenant stuff and mixture and I don't necessarily love it, but there, there, there are a lot of songs. I'm, I'm not trying to tell people like every time you hear a mishap, like fight against it, you yeah. know, rebel against it, do whatever. Like you there's just, a lot of things that I still sing and I still worship to, um, knowing that, you know, it's not fully maybe accurate in new covenant understanding. Uh, and I still sing it and I think God is okay with that. Um, but there are a few things that like, yeah, I just don't even want to go there anymore. Yeah. So the point of this episode was just to remind us and challenge us around this idea of once you see new covenant freedom and new covenant grace and new covenant reality for your life, it's very hard to unsee it. And it'll change the way you do life. It'll change the way you do ministry. It'll change the way you view church. It'll change the way you view yourself and in a better way. And I love what the new covenant has done for me in my walk with Jesus and the freedom that I now experience and the grace that I now walk in. And it is amazing. It really is amazing. And so we're curious if you're listening to this episode and you went this far, tell us some of your experiences with Bader Meinhof now that you're familiar with the term. Yeah. Personal we, or in church or while you're reading scripture. And yeah. there's a lot of times, once, like you said, once you see something, you can't uns- unsee it as far as new covenant. There's things that we read through even in the Old Testament or different stories in the Gospels or whatever, like New Covenant stuff just pops up everywhere. And Mm -hmm. that understanding pops up everywhere. And hopefully once you've seen it, you start seeing it everywhere, not just in Scripture, but I'm going to say just everywhere in the world. And Mm -hmm. as you see people love regardless of their belief and see the beauty in that. And I think that's an amazing thing. Yeah. Well, this month, June and July, we're going to have some special guests joining us and sharing some of the things that God's been doing in their life. It's going to be a lot of fun. We hope that you join us. And as always, know you're loved and there's nothing you can do about it. 